Welcome to Leveraged Lifestyle, the podcast that shares with you the mindset and skill set it takes for you to create your ideal leveraged lifestyle, whatever that might look like for you. Please welcome your host, entrepreneur, world record holder, and globetrotter, Catherine Turner. Okay. Right. How are we even starting this, Jay? Let's just start like this. So, Let's start um, like this. <laughs> Catherine, welcome to the Business Mentor Podcast. Oh, and Jay, welcome to Leverage Lifestyle Podcast. <laughs> Honoured to be here. So this is like a bit different because we don't normally do like joint podcasts. I haven't done one. No. And uh, because we we know each other and obviously... We're both number one iTunes podcasters. That's Why it. not just 10x it, 2x <laughs> it, and just just talk? Because obviously we're both entrepreneurs. Yeah, we both got um, business that we operate in different types of businesses. Yeah, um, and I think for for our listeners, it'll be good to just get the insights and and stuff like that. So we're just going to talk like we would normally anyway. Let's do it. And um, so, Catherine, let's talk about yourself because obviously for for my listeners, <laughs> um, just tell us a bit about what you do, and um, yeah. and then we can take it from there. And hopefully, I can give some to your listeners Definitely. as well. Yeah, cool. perfect. Okay, so yeah, I'm Catherine Turner. I am uh, a mum. I would say I'm also an entrepreneur, businesswoman. I I own businesses. I don't necessarily say that I run them anymore, although they're always in my head and always thinking about them. Uh, something that kind of came up on a podcast I was listening to this morning uh, by Gary V. That when you're an entrepreneur, you're always thinking about it. You're always on. And yeah, that's kind of why in some ways I start the podcast, um, Leverage Lifestyle, to kind of get my ramblings and thoughts and mindset, skill set stuff out there to people who are either interested in it, thinking about it, want to do it. And I always think, now, what do I actually do in our businesses now? I kind of think I'm more a consultant in our businesses. So they range from... Well, actually, we've just started a whole load of new ones as well because, you know, that's what yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> um, leverage what you've already got. So we have service accommodation business uh, based out of Essex, but now we're expanding across the UK. We've just started a, well, I say just started, we've launched this year a national service accommodation brand called bookmystay.co.uk. I have to give credit to the husband on that one. And, <laughs> well, it's uh, a team thing, right? Uh, exactly. Yeah, teamwork, yeah. teamwork. Yeah, yeah. And... We have started now uh, a furniture business, mainly for people wanting to stage property or for service accommodation investors and operators and HMO investors and operators. And yeah, lots more going on, lots more going on. But they're the kind of core parts of our business. And also we have our own online course called Life Leverage Online Masterclass, where we help people essentially take maybe what they're doing in business. Maybe they're, they're spending too much time on it. They don't know how to get out of it. And leverage and outsource and systemize. And so, again, that's been a big part of, again, starting the podcast and having also our BA hiring portal, the Viva Club as well. So, lots going There's on. Lots going on. That's some lot shit, right? Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, you go, go, Jay. Like, yeah, what, what's, so, what's your business going? Yeah. So, my business, obviously, with my, um, I, I've been in recruitment for now. Um, God, you know what he say, like, 19 years? <laughs> you don't look 19. at Jay. No, it's I don't look at I'm younger, I'm younger. But, um, you know, I've been in such a long time. So, obviously, my background is in recruitment. We built uh, a pretty large business. We had 500 contract staff working for us, three wow. locations, um, £5 million a year turnover. And uh, we sold that business in 2013. So, during that time, I was investing in properties, mm-hmm. buy to let, put the cash into business. We do HMOs now as well. Um, and then from that, we, I own a company called RecruitmentBoss.com, which is quite leveraged, actually. Um, it's an online company, right. which basically helps uh, clients advertise and then hire through a portal rather than the traditional recruitment ways, which is quite expensive, still very good. Um, expensive. So in my business sense is um, the recruitment side, the property side. We I started mentoring in 2013 officially for the Prince's Trust. Mm-hmm. I wanted to give something back and, you know, not sort of, um, how could I say, monetize at the start. I really wanted to test myself against really raw entrepreneurs. So mm-hmm. from that, we've launched the Business Mentor Academy, which is part of the podcast. And we've got entrepreneurs um, that work in the academy and I help them build and scale their businesses, um, depending on what size they are. So, yeah, again, like yourself, lots of podcasts we run. Um, I'm a parent, got two daughters. Um, a family guy. So yeah, it, it's interesting how as entrepreneurs, I always struggle with this question because when I'm talking, just like probably yourself, someone says, what do you do? Right. Yes. And I can remember um, listening um, to an interview about this and how do you sell yourself? 
Yeah. I like go round in circles and I think, oh, damn, you know what? I forgot to tell them what I do is relevant to them. Do you know what yes. I mean? And then I'll do other think, oh, God, am I just waffling on here? But, you know, um, it shows skill sets that you can get something mm. and move on and systemize it, which is very, you know, why, you know, obviously yourself, you know, what you do, I'd maybe do it differently. Mm. I think leveraging is really important. Yeah. And I'll tell you a story about leverage, which I did without thinking about it. Go for it. So when I started my business very early on, um, this is going about to 2006, seven, we started building quite quickly and I needed to expand quite quickly. So what happened was the first thing I did was I didn't think, well, I'm going to get admin staff. I bought and sell staff and taking on sales staff in a you know, business, which was only about 12 months old was quite risky for me. Yeah. Obviously paying sales. some people, however, that was a fundamental reason why we expanded so quickly because mm -hmm. I leveraged the sales because I couldn't do the selling all the time. I had to build the business, mm. but you know, I was it a fluke? I don't know. But by having that, what I used to have was when I was at the office, the business was growing. It was growing because I've been contracts in. And that's when I saw the power of leverage certain areas of my business. And then I systemized it and we built it to obviously quite a lot of staff. So in a sense, early on, I saw the power. A lot of people I speak to don't leverage in the right way. Yeah. They, 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 they don't understand what leverage means. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, your experience, but my experience is when they leverage it, they don't do it properly and they find out they're actually creating more work for themselves. Yes. There's a system, right? And you obviously do that through your VAs and stuff like that. There's that's a right it. way to them. That's why I think um, what you do is really good. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Jay. There's an interesting quote that um, I found uh, as I'm giving a presentation, funnily enough, around using VAs um, to help build in your podcasts, um, but also working with a lot of business owners who want to grow and expand their social media. So it's about repurposing their content and, and how they can take something they're already doing and, and get out there onto different platforms. So I found a, a quote that we put out from an episode where I was actually interviewing my husband, who's yeah. also my business partner, on a panel. And he said, hiring into chaos only creates more chaos. Yeah. Uh, so I think you're completely right that there's definitely a way to do it and there's definitely the wrong way to do it as well. Mm. So I, I do think that sometimes... Maybe people get the wrong idea that it's just like, oh, just outsource everything, uh, give it to a VA, a PA, and it'll all get sorted. And actually, that can be a very wrong way to do yeah. it. And actually making sure you've got the systems, the processes, the plan in place is so important. Um, so, and recruitment's one of the, you know, obviously I've been in for such a long time. And it, it's a lot of people get off put off by recruitment because they do it wrong. Mm. And, you know, a lot of agencies who do charge a lot of money, but they do add a lot of value. Yeah. And I always say to um, companies that I work with, you know, if you're recruiting for a position which is paying fifty to 100000 mm. um, you need to look at how much value is that person going to bring to your business. Yeah. Because if you're working in a production company, right, and you're recruiting for a operations manager and the production company is 50 million pound turn every year, that person's important person, that cog, right? Yeah. You want to get it right. You don't want to take shortcuts. A lot of people try and do it themselves and they don't have the systems and they're just rolling out staff and then you get a bad name. Does that make sense? So yeah, yeah 100% systems, procedures, um, is really important in recruitment and obviously leverage, which is what you do. So just going back on that. So what made you get into this leverage? Because um, obviously your brand is leverage, which mm. is great. And um, what was it? What, what changed you, you know, into that, you know, that moment? <laughs> There's probably a very um, simple answer. And that was the fact of wanting to start our family, uh, myself and Stephen. I think if I'm really honest, though, it probably predates that. Yeah. So... It was about the fact that when I started my, uh, I always talk about my property journey, but essentially it was just my my entry into business was through property and having um, different businesses along the way and some have come and gone and others um, we're now building on. But one of the things I realised in life as an employee is that I was constantly having to do things that weren't playing to my strengths. Yeah. And... I got very, uh, unfortunately, ha suffered with mental illness along the way, uh, stress, anxiety, but finally led to uh, full-blown clinical depression. And I realised looking back now, it's because I was trying to do a lot of stuff that really wasn't in my flow, in my nature. I was trying to kind of pigeonhole my, myself into 
kind of a, like a career path or something yeah. because I had in me for a very long time, and I can even remember back all the way back to like primary school, thinking I want to be my own boss, I want to have my own business, but I didn't know anyone who had done it. Yeah, and so for me, I ended up uh, working in public sector, and I really felt like I wanted to make a difference in that sense. And I really feel like business can make a real difference. And that's why, uh, you know, whatever we do in business now, I'm always looking at how we can make that better for the planet, environment, the people we interact with, also the bigger kind of picture of it all as well. And the leverage thing came in because I realised when I then started in my businesses, I just had created a different beast for myself that I, again, I was doing all these things that weren't in my nature, in my flow. And I felt like I was getting nowhere fast. And it was only when really I started to bring Stephen, my husband, into the property business. And then we started creating new business ideas from that um, while he was still in his day job. But I had um, taken voluntary redundancy from my public sector job. And it was only then that I realised we had similar visions and values, but we have different skill sets. And that's what makes us really great business partners. And it was then that I was like, I'm leveraging him. I'm leveraging some of his skills. And it was only the word leverage kind of came about for me through uh, a mentor that I work with as well. Um, you work with him as well, Rob Moore. Yeah, yeah. And he started to talk about this word leverage. And I hadn't really thought about it ever in that sense. It was more like, I just do the stuff that I want to do. I do the stuff that I don't want to do or I'm not great at someone else. Ah, oh, that's leverage. And so that's kind of how it really started to come about. And then teaching it to others or seeing it as a way that could help others was was really then, okay, we've got this family in mind that we want to do. We also want to take uh, an extended break, something Tim Ferriss talks a lot about yeah. uh, in his, if you've not heard of Tim Ferriss, four-hour work week is definitely a must as well. He's definitely inspired me. And it was, okay, if we can take four weeks off from our businesses and they're still going to work, what can we then put into place to give to other people that we've learned along this journey. And then essentially that, well, the four, the four week break, Ella was conceived, our first child. And so there it was, our nine month now to get everything ready to then teach other people how to do the same. Uh, because I fundamentally believe, and it's something I've done on a previous episode of Leverage Lifestyle, is I think learning how to leverage, outsource, systemize properly, especially especially if you're in business, but I also think you could apply this to your work and day job as well. If you can do that, it can be such a saviour to your mental health. Yeah, and it's, you're right. It's a lifestyle. It is a lifestyle. And mm. I think you can leverage, you know, there's certain things you can't. Look, I was talking about business systems and there was that talk at Cardiff PPN. Uh, was it Cardiff? It was one of the talks. And, and the person said, well, Jay, are you 100% leveraged? I said, look, no, because on the way up, we had a problem with our properties, the drainage systems had... Um, collapse, I had to, you have to get involved. Mm-hmm. And that is something which, you know, you're never all too, and people think you can't ultimately leverage everything. It's about leveraging systems and sometimes you have yeah. to dip in and dip out. Yeah. That's just the way it is. And I think that's what you're trying to get the message mm. across is leveraging maybe 95% completely rather than, you know, uh, and, and that's the key thing to do. And again, you know, my, my, again, the story with you, obviously you were working at the time. I think my mentoring experience and why I do mentoring, I was in the recession but obviously, I started my business very early on. I worked in corporate jobs, but mm. just didn't really hack the jobs. Um, and obviously, that's why um, I was a great candidate for recruitment agencies because they kept placing me. Yeah. But that's when I got the idea <laughs> I want to do this. I love it. I like people. I like sales. Um, and that's the reason why I got my own business. But, you know, we had very success. And I talk about the, the recession, the last recession, when we weren't really aware of what's going to happen. This mm. 2008, when it kicked in, obviously, with the prior recession, um, Catherine, you know, we, we were probably too young to realise that because yep. we were at school or college or... So that was the first thing. And that's when I realised where, you know, that time there wasn't the knowledge really out there. You know, I realised it between a mentor and a coach because in a coaching, it's sense a very good job. They've got a business model. A mentor for me has been there, done it and seen it. Mm-hmm. And when my mentor sat me down and said to me, I've been there, you know, we're going to get through this. You know, I truly believed it because mm-hmm. he'd been through it. And that's when I started thinking, when I do sell my business, my ultimate goal is selling 10 years, it was to then give back through mentoring. Mm. And again, you know, it's the knowledge, you know, you've obviously now passed the knowledge back. And I think it's, you know, I enjoy doing it anyway. Yeah. Um, and I think with the mentoring academy, that is more just to help people mm. who want to just have that belief 
yeah. that you can be done. Like I'm listening to you and you're telling me your story and that's so much more powerful than, you know, you talking about something you haven't really done. Does that make sense? Yeah. Completely. That's where I see the difference. Yeah. And, you know, listen to them, there's lots of, you know, families that are going through the same thing where mm. they haven't got the time with their children. Yeah. And there is an alternative option. You've got to work at it. It's not easy. No. I'm sure there's hours upon hours you've done to build this up. Um, but then why not use that information, um, you know, whether it's paid or non-paid, the podcast obviously free, but then there's other options you can do. But that's an investment in yourself, right? Yeah, completely. So important, you know, don't, you know, some people ask me, Jay, I want to take the next level, but, you know, I'm not sure this person's too expensive. But I'd say, well, can you just maybe not have a holiday this year? Mm. That four or five grand, will that be better to invest? And you're never going to lose. Yeah. Because one thing, it'll prove if it's right or it's wrong, your yeah. mind, you know what I mean? <laughs> And I've never spent a money on my mentors or my coaches that I've not learned something. Yeah, I'd completely agree. Good or bad, you know what I mean? One of the things I say to people as well in terms of if they're looking for mentors is find someone who's living a lifestyle that you want. Like, you know, they're, they're a level above or a few levels above or whatever yeah. you, you need at the time or could afford at the time. And like you said, I think that's a really good perspective to put it into, like, could if you can afford to go without holiday this year, like what would you be spending on that? Would that be a better investment? 100% I'd, I'd agree. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a better investment for you. But I look at, okay, who out there has got that lifestyle that I want in, in business or have achieved what I'm looking to achieve? Um, and then that's where I, I'm going to put my money. Yeah. So. And look, it is difficult at times because, mm. you know, the availability, I get calls all the time. And unfortunately, I can't work with everybody, hence the yeah. reason for the podcast. So when you do get the opportunity to work with someone, you know, you might not be able to go on that level. There's, there's, there's mentors that are unreachable at the moment yeah. because obviously it's, it's where you are. Yeah. But, you know, there's lots of things that you can do. And also as a mentor, you know, I, you know, I expect my mentees, but I want my mentees to put 100% in as well. It's a two-way thing, right? Um, and if, if we both put it together, there's going to be an outcome. It's not a case of a mentor can change your life. It's about mm. you've got to use the knowledge. So be willing to make sure your investment or the work that you do is 100% what you want to do. Yes. Um, because, you know, you don't want to, there's lots of ideas out there. There are lots of shiny white paper. There is, there is. And, you, know, <laughs> you know, I go through loads of ideas and everyone does. And that's normal. Yeah. But, you know, you've got to believe in what you're going to do because you're mm. going to have to put the work in. Yeah. And then you can leverage it at some point and then, you know, you'll reap the rewards. We're sitting here now, you know, we both got families, you know, we, we can record this podcast because, <laughs> you know, we have our, our systems in place. That's it. Um, and that's the, the things you can do. Yeah, that's all good. We are uh, also streaming this live as well. Um, yeah, yeah uh, just see him in the corner there. It's all good. <laughs> so, yeah, I know you're getting not a great view. That's all hey. good. It's all good. It's all, it's all good. good. <laughs> I think people have seen me enough. <laughs> oh, social media, that's all good. Love it. So um, I... I'm always, I'm very at the, the start of the fact that I'm um, raising kids as well now uh, around building my businesses. So uh, as we record this, Ella is 19 months, Milo is four months. And so it's very full on at the moment in yeah, terms of yeah. my time uh, given to them. And for me, it's really important. These are their formative years and making sure I'm, I'm, I'm there for them. Uh, your kids are how old? Yeah, so uh, my daughter Katrina is four, four and Tara is eight. Okay, great. So both at school now? Both at school. Both at school both now. School, yeah. So um, selfishly, I wanted to ask you, and I know yeah. a lot of uh, my listeners for sure uh, love the whole entrepreneurial kids or yeah, like yeah. raising kids. Um, although I did hear something really good from Gary Vee this morning of the word entrepreneurship probably when we were growing up wasn't ever a thing. Yeah. It's such a thing now that it's like the new rock star status kind yeah. of thing. Um, so one, I suppose it's like, do do we raise our kids to be entrepreneurial because they want to, not because we think it's now the thing to do yeah. or because that's the path we've chosen. Um, but then also what, if they have expressed that interest, like how you're kind of nurturing that. Because yeah. I know um, I saw one of your uh, lives the other day um, where your daughter was on the radio yeah. station yeah, with you. Yeah. I thought it was brilliant. So, yeah. Um, so, no, that's a very, very good point. I think um, obviously we have to get the balance right. Mm. Now, my background going back, obviously, you know, I was, I was sharing my story and it's crazy because I literally didn't have a bedroom until I was 14 years old because we lived in a small house. My dad's obviously from India. My, my granddad was a soldier. So, you know, I've seen the other side. Mm. And my daughter now, she's only eight. 
she's got an ensuite bathroom already. She's got, you know, everything in her room. Yeah. Um, and, and she says to me, Dad, were, were your parents cruel to you? And I said, Aww. no, that was just the way it was. Unfortunately, yeah. we had four in the family. We couldn't fit everyone in, so I had to, the youngest one. Um, but yeah, the, the way I want to raise my children is is getting the balance between giving them and, and teaching them how to make their own money. So yeah. that radio thing was quite interesting because <laughs> what happened was my daughter said to me, Dad, I want to buy this. You know, kids are like, when they get older, they want everything. Mm-hmm. And I said, why don't you create your own money? Mm. And then I thought that was a good thing about it. She goes, Dad, show me how to do it. Okay. So the first thing we did, we had loads of CDs, pop, you know, the old DVDs, yeah. which I'm going to chuck away anyway. And I <laughs> thought, okay, what can we do? So we um, got them and I said, look, put them on a spreadsheet. She's got a computer. She listed them all down, took her ages, bless her. And then I said, we're going to sell these. And there's a thing, called, I think it's Zipping, it's a site yeah. where you can scan stuff. And we scanned it and uh, we sent it off packaged. It was all good fun. And she made about £4.50 uh, <laughs> from it, which, which at the time she thinks is amazing. Oh, right? yeah, exactly. Free so, money, essentially, uh, so for I've, her. I've, yeah. got, I've got this the, the photo of the cheque. But the thing is, then she goes, Dad, I want to do more. So I um, had some stuff from my old office, which we sold. Um, we, we took the, some of the stuff. We started some computers on eBay. Mm-hmm. And we just started sending that mobile phones. You know, her yeah. best days when Daddy's getting a new phone. Because, <laughs> you know, the iPhone range is about £200. Yeah. So she saved about £900 doing that. Wow. But here's the interesting thing. Yeah. This is the interesting thing. So, you know, we um, now that she's made that money, um, she now doesn't want to spend it. She wants to invest it. Interesting. It's crazy, yeah. right? It's crazy because it's hers. Yeah. And I say to her, well, that's what happens. All right. And um, so I've not really, you know, she looks at me and she thinks daddy's cool. Mm-hmm. He's meeting celebrities. He's doing all these talks. <laughs> he's doing this, which, you know, we've got to think back to our, our childhood and just imagine if our parents were doing what we were doing. Yeah. You know, because we can't, they're our heroes, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously with my parents, they're working 14 hours a day, which is they're mm-hmm. still my heroes for doing that. But I'm just thinking it's cool. My little one is interesting. She's four. And I ask her, what did I do? She goes, Daddy, a business mentor podcast, right? <laughs> I would say it's mentor, not mental, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. But, you know, in answer to your question is, I think we can give them little snippets. Yeah. You know, and if they want to do that, that's great. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, my children go to a private school, which mm-hmm. I've decided to make the decisions, an independent school, which is a mm-hmm. paid school. Now, I've seen the confidence in her is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So she's on the radio show. She was not phased. Yeah. What we did was, before that radio show, I role-played some questions with her. Yeah. I said, look, you know, you're on the radio, you, you can't just, you've got to be confident. Yeah. And it was so interesting because the radio host asked her some difficult questions, but she handled them so well. I was so proud of her because yeah. they teach you to, to, to speak. Um, you know, do I want my, you know, being an entrepreneur is difficult. Mm-hmm. I must say that the stuff we've been through mentally, we don't know mm-hmm. what you know, the challenges and, and staying up at night. You know that, Catherine. Mm. There's always things you're thinking about, What's you know, that? and it's not an easy ride. So as much as I tell my children what I do is great, mm. but, you know, we're coming all the way here. Mm-hmm. We're doing this, you know, we do podcasts. We don't get paid for podcasting. No. And, it's, and, it, and it's a commitment. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I would say, yes, give them little bits. Yeah. You know, um, and but I would never force it upon them. Mm. You know, if they want to be a doctor, a lawyer, or they want anything that dance. My daughter wants to be an actor, a dancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. I, I will, you know, give you everything you need. Um, but what I will teach them on the way is how to make money. Yes. You know, little things that how to make money. So that yeah. eBay thing's given the hunger. He wants to sell everything now. I've got to be careful. <laughs> Someone said, you might sell your house. I said, well, I, there is restrictions. Yes. I do manage the eBay account. <laughs> I do manage your bank accounts. But now we're going to put that £900 into uh, an investment fund. And, Fantastic. you know, that should really, really materialise. But I think we've got to encourage because we're in a society where we've got so much. Mm. And here's the thing. People think, oh, yeah, Jay, you know, you've done really well. Or Catherine, you've done well. You can afford to give them. But don't forget, you can go to Poundland and keep giving the children stuff. It's the process that you're giving them. Yes. For, for no, nothing at all. That yeah. they get used to. Mm. I want this, I want this. So it's not about how much you give them. Yeah. It's how often you give it to them. And if you can weigh in that in and say, look, you can actually create your own money here. They'll respect that a lot more. Like I mentioned, she don't want to spend that money now. We'll see it grow. Um, I, love, I love that. It's amazing. I, I think I remember, well, I, I just think back to like when I was a child and there wasn't necessarily the same easy opportunities. Like you say, like these sites where you can just sell these extra things, eBay and all that. There just wasn't those things that, you know, it would be knock on the door and can I do your gardening for you or wash your car or whatever it might have been back in the day. And, and, and you can still do those things. Like, yeah. Um, so I think there's always, always ways to start. Um, but here's what you will see. So yeah. 
going back that uh, going back on that story, obviously listeners don't know much about me, but I used to sell car stereos, mm-hmm. paper rounds, thirteen, forty selling car stereos. But here's what you will see now: my daughter, she's eight years old, but what I'm seeing now is patterns of a bit of disruption of where she gets bored very easily. So rather than me, if I wasn't an entrepreneur, I'd be thinking, oh gosh, she's just being lazy. But it's creativity. Mm-hmm. She wants something that's challenging for her. So you start, your mind starts messing because you're thinking, is that the entrepreneurship that I had in me when I was younger? Yeah. Or is that I genuinely being lazy? But, <laughs> you know, you need to just like, you'll see sorts in traits, which because our minds are open now, Yeah. you know, and, you know, I challenge the education system. You know, I put on, mm. there's a lot about the education system that isn't right. And um, you, as an entrepreneur, we see, you'll, you'll start seeing that. You're thinking, yeah. actually, you know what? What you're teaching them there actually doesn't make sense. But yeah. that's another challenge that you'll go through. Yeah. Um, because you can't change a massive system. Well, this is it. Yeah, I've, I've got all of, obviously all of that to look forward yeah, to. excited. Yeah, I am. And the one thing for me, actually, that I try and do, and in some ways this is like reaching out to mentors, is yeah. reaching out to people who have got children who are older than me, who I can see they're raising them probably the way I'd like to raise my children and reaching out and say, what schooling have you done yeah. how like what are you teaching them what are you doing and so for me that it's just learning from others it's yeah. it's getting mentors um through that way and and learning vicariously 100 so. and by the way there's sometimes there's no right or wrong answer because mm. you'll get different opinions yes and, and, and then you take it yourself and all i always say is when my kids turn 18 19 have i done the best i could for them mm. you know have i invested in them that I should have been invested, you know. Yes, I can yeah. buy a, a sports car. Yes, I can have more holidays. But will I be looking back at, when I look back and think, you know what? Should I invest? Should I have invested in them? Because by the way, mm-hmm. when your kids get to a certain age, it's too late. Yeah, you can't turn the clock back. And you know, you're right. I, I speak to people all the time. People who are older than me, and maybe the kids have gone the wrong path. Mm-hmm. And I start listening to their stories. And there's a mm-hmm. common thing is where they didn't really, uh, you know. I, I mean, generally. There's gaps in there. You think oh, maybe that time you should have just invested a bit more in them. Yeah. Time as well. It's not yeah. all about money. It's about time. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting when you say, you know, you spending time with your children. Mm. That's amazing because when I, when I had my first daughter, Tara, I was full in my business and we had a lot of staff. And I can remember um, to this day when she was born um, in the actual, you know, um, the birth mm. hospital, giving birth. And um, it took ages. Yeah, I, I don't know how long the first one took a long time. Um, I'm sure you're talking about I, I feel like maybe it's longer for the guys than it is for <laughs> yeah. the women going I literally, through it. <laughs> I, 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 I literally got a phone call and it was my ops manager. And we, trying to get, we were trying to get into this contract called Kerry Foods. in mm-hmm. Big company. Yeah. And they just gave us a green light. And I had to sign off the rates. Anyway, because I need speech really urgent. I was like, you know, that, you know, my wife and a baby. Because you need to, you know, to come out, made the phone call. We did the race. We won the contract, which was great. Came back in. Luckily, Mandy didn't uh, deliver by then. Um, and, and, you know, that kind of said to me, look, and then even on New Year's, so like on Christmas Day, even though I'm an Indian, I'm a Sikh, we celebrate Christmas more than our own religion. That's just the way it is. <laughs> but, you know, we used to have, you know, we were 365, you know, obviously yeah. the staff. And I can remember I used to give um, my staff and say, look, senior guys, you take it off. I'll jump in. And I can remember going away and working so hard that I didn't really see the first year on my daughter as mm. much as I wanted. And that's what made me, when we exit, I thought, you know, we're, well, I'm, I need to spend more time with the children. Yeah. And when you look back now, honestly, the best times I can remember when I was picking them up for nursery and you're still going through that now, which is, <laughs> and when they're running towards you, yeah, you know, picking brilliant. them up, cuddling them, you're going to cherish that. And if you can, and there's a lot of listeners here that can't because they're working, but you know, if you can leverage your lifestyle and mm. to do that, they're the memory you should cherish. Because what else are you left with? Just memories of your children. Because yeah. they'll go older and they'll move on. Yeah. You know, we've seen it with our, our own parents. <laughs> yeah. You know, you don't come around anymore. That's what it. are you doing? You're busy. <laughs> you know, um, so yeah, I, I think it's really good what you're doing and, you know, what you're doing is something which you're creating memories for life. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, now for me, I, I've realised, um, kind of looking back at the start of my journey, when people are saying, you know, writing down your goals and your visions, yeah. a lot of my goals, and I don't know if you can relate to this, Jay, but were very much having goals. Like I want to have like the nice car, yeah. the nice house, all that. A lot of my goal, well, my goals have completely shifted, like the priorities now, especially since having kids. But I just think also the journey you go through as an entrepreneur, it's very, it's more about the 
who I'm going to become, what I'm going to become for my children, uh, what I also become for my customers, my clients, the people I interact with, um, and the things I'm doing, like the experiences, um, the memories, all of that far exceed anything materialistic to me anymore. Um, I don't know if that's been the same for you. It's changing because here's the thing. I put a post on my Instagram. Now, Instagram, I've got a decent amount of followers on Instagram, uh, but the engagement's Instagram always messes on the engagement. So what's happened now is I put a post out. I'm going to try something. Mm -hmm. And it was a post, a very standard post saying, you know, what should your lifestyle look? What does success look like? Yeah. And I put stuff like, rather than the fast cars, um, the women or men, you know, you know, and and the money and that stuff against, you know, long-term wealth, family. Yeah. And, you know, my posts normally get 500 likes, which is decent for what I got. I got 1,250 likes on an Instagram post, no. which is built on, you know, looking great. Yeah, posts. all the all the Lamborghinis and yeah, the 100% gold chains. Yeah, change. and and you you know, as a parent, um, some someone won't get it because I, I'll be honest. When I wasn't a parent, mm. we'd look for holidays that didn't have any kids in the actual yeah. area, right? <laughs> we don't want any kids, and now it's like when you become a parent. You, here's the thing. So my mentor told me, you know, when you become a parent, you're not only a parent of your own children everyone's children mm. so you'll you'll notice this when like let's say for example there's another child that's at risk you're automatically step in say you're right is everything all right yeah. you know, probably forget your own children sometimes and look after them it's, it's just you become a parent for, for everybody yeah so yes 100 percent. and when i mentor people now and this is very it's important to get the right mentorship you're right people that yeah. you want to be and there's people who come up to me and say jay i want to i want to just chuck everything into this business mm. and what i would say to them is look where are you in your life yeah. What is your priorities? Mm. Are you going to risk everything? I mean, the safety of your family, whatever, for doing it this way. And after that, they'll probably say, no. Well, let's do it this way. There's a way you can do it where you don't have to risk everything, but you can still make your wealth. It might take you a little bit longer, but guess what? You're not going to risk your foundations. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I pick up uh, people who ring me who had mentors and Maybe got the wrong advice mm. and they've lost pick up loans. Yeah. You know, 10, 12, 15K loans. Yeah. And they're just paying that back. And I just have to say to them, look, you may have scarred yourself in entrepreneurship. That like Gary V says, it's mm. so, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to mm. be an entrepreneur. I'm so glad that I can talk about entrepreneurship having done it for 10 years mm. and built the business. And I'm quite fortunate, I don't know about you, Catherine. And we are quite lucky that maybe we didn't have all the tools because maybe we'd be doing this probably too early. Mm. You know what I mean? Not going through the whole journey. Yeah. You know, because, you know, you might have done a podcast in a bit earlier. Yeah. Um, because, oh, it's cool. Yeah. But we couldn't do that because we had to actually run a business. Yeah. You had that to build a business. You had to do it. You have to be doing it. You yeah. have to do it. Completely. And that's what Gary V's, you know, um, you know, I'm, I'm Gary V's age, 40-ish. So he's been through that as well yeah. kind of thing. That's what makes you a bit more more valuable. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, completely. It's interesting, like, I was hearing, like, how long you've been business and, and, and doing that for, and I was just suddenly thought, just had that moment of, like, ah, 2011-12 is actually when I got started with 2019. Like, yeah, yeah. where has that time gone, for one? Nice. But actually, it does remind me that I feel like I have now got something, I think, to, to give because I've gone through it. Whereas I think maybe... I see a lot of people now just getting started. They're just maybe a year in. And it's like they haven't had a full cycle of you know, like say things like going through uh, uh, just the cycles the of business yeah, and the recession so yeah, and yeah, yeah. all of that. And, um, you know, in my business in service accommodation, um, you know, we're, we're rebranding, we're, we're joint venturing, we're managing now across the UK. If we tried to start that from the very beginning, yeah. we'd have fallen flat on our face. Yeah. And I just see so many people just trying to do a bit of absolutely everything and and then try and give their wisdom over. And, and it's just like, actually, you haven't been in it long yeah. enough to kind of know each each part of it. Yeah, 100%. And the problem is everyone's going to sell you the dream. Mm-hmm. You know, I have people that ask. So my mentoring, people will, I, I never kind of sell mentoring because my academy will now do that. Um, but what happens is they'll they'll contact me through, and I'll put through my PA, we'll book a call in, and I'll spend 35 minutes with them on the phone, sometimes longer, yeah. over-delivering, giving them a solution. At the mm-hmm. end, I'll say, I don't think you're right for, for me at the moment. Yeah. And they'll say, well, Jay, you know, whatever. I say, look, can I help you now? And then I'll say, in the future, when you, you're ready, we'll mm. talk. And, you know, and you know, I, I do do startups and that's not a problem. But there's, I've got to have the relationship with the person that I know yeah. I can add value. Because 
you know, mentoring, you don't really make money from it because mm. the amount of time you put into it yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah. You know, it's like you're working in their business. Yeah. Um, so you've got to make sure you get on with that person and that mm. person values you. And I will give them all my knowledge. And by the way, you know, you know, us ourselves, you know, I'm 20 years of my mentoring business experience. It's you're leveraging all that, all my yeah, contacts. That's it. And and you can grow business. But you're hundred percent right with regards to going through the journey. Mm. Now, by the way, do I agree everyone should be mentored? hundred percent yes. Do I believe that people do too soon? Probably yes. Mm. And here's the thing. If you do it too soon and you're still building your, by the way, if you're building your business and this person is leveraging you for a mentor mm. and you're going to have problems. Now, if you can't, you know, if someone's ringing you up and you're thinking, oh my God, my own business is struggling. Yeah. How am I going to take his problems on? Or yeah, her problems on? It. It's going to score you and you mm. won't do it again. So the time and place, and by the way, you know, look, if you, build your business. There's more money in building your business. Mm. You know, we made more money in our business than I'll ever make teaching people yeah. just because the way we grew so rapidly. Um, but yeah, 100%. I think you need to go through some challenges, yeah. some kicks in the stomach, come out the other end. That's because I don't know about you. So when you're mentoring mm. and you're a mentoring session and um, you get this knowledge and that person walks on and they say, wow, that was amazing. Sometimes I think, was it really? <laughs> Did, you, did I really? But you don't. You fail to uh, understand that you've got you've got a bank of knowledge. Mm. I mean, true knowledge. You know, you can see shortcuts, and that's when I've just saw the power of mentoring. Because yeah. I look back at my own mentor. What did my mentor, who was he's worth about fifty million, had a private jet? What did he tell me in the recession mm. that I didn't already know? Yeah, he just told me to sit down. Let's do a SWOT analysis. You're gonna get through this, Jay. Yeah, you are gonna do it because th- let me tell you how I did it. Mm. It was more the belief. Yes. And I, and I knew when I met him, I respect him that much. Mm. And we both st- still invest in mentors. Yeah. Is I'm going to get this done because if I don't, I'm going to let myself down, but I'm letting him down. Yeah. And I believe in him. So that's in yeah. answer what it is. So yeah, go through the journey. And then at the end, when you're ready, mm. come out and, and start teaching because yeah. you, you've got your whole lifetime to do it. Yeah, exactly. I I think that's the key thing. I, I, uh, I could probably put off mentoring people and uh, and putting any of my knowledge out there for a very long time. One, like you say, you want to get your own house and business in order mm-hmm. and make sure that's strong and, and, and got all the foundations in place before you ever think that you're ready to give advice to anyone else. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think ultimately as well, like you said, you you feel like you have got someone else's business on your shoulders. Yeah. And, and I have, well, I've rejected way more people than I've ever accepted and... And actually, yeah, I've had moments like that, like you say, where I've said something that I feel is maybe mundane yeah, or yeah, yeah. like they're going to know this anyway. Yeah. But it's that spark, that sudden like kind of light up moment for them. They're like, I've never heard it that way. Or I've never heard yeah, it said yeah. that way or I never thought of it that way. And it's just like, oh, wow. OK. Like you. But you know what buys people in is your story. Mm. So when we started today and you mentioned your story about what you went through, that is what people are buying into. Yeah. The knowledge is already out there. You know, me and Rob did some sessions together. We did a video. And, you know, if you want to be a millionaire, type it in, you'll get a million searches. Yeah. But it's a practical tips and knowledge that your mentor can give you and give you the advice on what not to do yeah. is what's going to accelerate success. My mentees, sometimes they come to me within, they want to launch a business. Within six months, I've launched a business because mm. I know where to get the branding on. I know what to do this. I know how to push them. Yeah. I know, I, you know, sometimes I email them and say, right, have you done any actions? Yeah. I'll sit there on Sunday. <laughs> I look at all the stuff. I'm, I'm chasing them. Yeah. <laughs> because I want them to perform because yeah, ultimately great. I want them to, at the end of the year or however long they stay with me, mm. is they've achieved the results they want to do. And then that's what it's all about. So, you know, um, that's the main thing. Love it. Love it. What's, um, I had this thought on the way here. What is the one thing that you've learned along your journey that you wish someone would have said to you at the very beginning? Okay. So this is quite easy for me because okay. I'm doing it now. Great. The first thing I would say is I was shy and that's mm. so weird. And let me explain to you. I'm, I'm a salesperson and I, I close deals, but maybe not shy. I was, okay. I had the, I had the mindset that the the managing director, the owner, always stays in the background. Mm-hmm. So very early on, we were in the paper, very successful. We got very lots of big contracts. And I would never be in the Photoshop. So when I share my journey, I've got my apprentices, mm-hmm. I've got my staff, 
And in the bottom, there's a little thing saying managing director Jay Dillon. <laughs> I didn't push myself enough in front as a brand. Um, so if someone said to me, Jay, right, you know what? You know, the amount of opportunities I had to record stuff. I mean, you know, all the events. When I won my award for uh, entrepreneur in the area, I never did anything. I don't even know where the award was. I wasn't bothered. I was just, I was all, I just wanted to build businesses. Yeah. And I was very for my, my staff. So I would say one advice, if I could give myself, I'd say, look, you know, document the journey a bit more. Mm-hmm. Be out there, front it, be the face, be mm. the brand. Um, I, I would say that. Mm. But also, I would also say to myself sometimes, you know what? When you at that start of starting a business, you've got this raw, um, how can I say, you know, raw, you're not scared. You're yeah. not fearful. Yeah. You don't know what you yeah, don't know. Yeah, you don't know what to do. So sometimes <laughs> I'd say maybe too much knowledge is not good. But generally speaking, I would say brand. So, you mm. know, I, I tell people now, just document your journey. Now we've got these, yeah. the iPhones. Um, you, could, you could document it. Um, and now I'm so big on my brand. I've got my own videographer. You've seen some videos. Love it. We're trying things. You know, I'm not no Gary V. Rob is taking the mic because you've got your own D rod. And we're not just there just yet. You trust me, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. And, you start, and then that's why I respect people like Gary Vee. You know, by the way, Gary Vee's probably got four. I was, I was talking to, actually, I got an email from an influencer uh, who manages um, big influencers. So he emailed Jay Shetty, people like that. He said, Jay, mm-hmm. I like your brand. Can I work together with you? And I said, well, at the moment, I'm just on my path. Mm. Um, I don't think I want to go um, to that level just yet. Yeah. Um, plus, it was very expensive. So that straight away. <laughs> but I, I like doing stuff myself. Yeah. And, um, and he mentioned, he said, do you know that Gary Vee's got about 60 people on his brand? Wow, just on the brand. A massive team. You know, and then I start thinking about people. Even Rob Moore's got a big team. You know, mm-hmm. we're in the studio now. You know, look at the team around him. Yeah. And then it's just like <laughs> me, my videographer, and I'm an editor. So sometimes, you know, it doesn't matter how slow you grow. Mm. You've got to try different things. And, you know, 99% of people ain't going to do it. So you're still that 1%. Yeah. Um, but I would say brand definitely. So mm-hmm. let me flip that back to you because that's a mm-hmm. very good question. So, Thanks. Right. So <laughs> if you could go back now, you know, your story's really interesting. I like that story. So let's go back there because I want to go back there. So when you, so you had that issue at work. Mm-hmm. So, so what were you doing? What was your role? So oh, in the five years I was at Essex County Council, I probably had about five different roles. Yeah. Uh, started off in uh, PAs to directors, mm-hmm. uh, then went into children's services and looked after the contract management, okay. which was a really good skill actually to learn. Yeah. I was negotiating contracts. Um, essentially, I looked after the contracts along with one other person for 1,600 child services places, wow. so fostering and residential yeah, care. Yeah. And then um, felt like I was making a real difference there. And then I went on to policy and strategy because I thought, great, I can make even more of a difference there. And that's where it all fell apart because I really wasn't making a difference there. It was just report writing and... So you you start so a lot of my listeners or our listeners mm. at the point where they are working they're having that breakdown yep. you know I come across a lot of people who want to go into business from that so yeah what was the first steps you took mm. so what were the things so you know obviously you're there right I don't want to do this anymore but that's yeah. easier said than done right oh completely so what was the next thing you did did so, you get, educate yourself or generally what did you do what yeah. was the first thing so it was one of those moments that in the in the moment, you don't know your moment. Yeah. Looking back, I had suffered already with depression and I was get, I was getting there again. And so I was looking for ways. I, I didn't do the usual thing of like Google how to make your own money or how to start a business. Yeah. So many opportunities have kind of come to me when I've been ready to see them. Mm-hmm. And so it was an education event for women uh, specifically to learn about property. And actually, the advert was a little bit weird. So I wasn't 100% sure. It just said women yeah. uh, women in wealth, I think it was. And I was like, well, I'm a woman. And I want to be wealthy. What year so, was it, roughly? 2011. Okay, 11, okay. Mm-hmm. And um, it happened to be on the day that I worked from home. Okay. Um, I called my mum, said, are you working that day? Because she was in a nurse at the time. Yeah. Said, no, I haven't got a shift that day. So like, all right, let's go along. And within the first few minutes, it was a woman at the front presenting. And actually, that started started a little song in me which I didn't realise. Uh, what was that then? Was about being at the front of the room and being this person who inspired. You liked that, yeah? Yeah, okay. I was like, yeah. I, I really kind of connected with her even though I'm sure many people got put off by her because she was very upfront and said, look, I am going to be selling you something here. Yeah. Um, but I then went, ah, and relaxed and just yeah, went, yeah. okay, I'm just going to hear what she has to say. 
And but by the way, you know, you can sell things if you believe in them. <laughs> this uh, is it. You know, we've got an event. You know, if I'm set, I'm not speakers ain't selling anything. But you know yeah. what? Be honest. There's no need. You know, if they want to buy, they're going to buy. If they believe in it, they don't. There's That's no. It. Gone to your head, just you know, exactly. Be to do that. Sorry, go back to your So, you were, yeah, so you saw this woman, so she there, was, yeah. And literally, I had the moment where I was about to get my credit card out to go and buy the thing she was selling, uh, which was essentially property education. Okay, because uh, I've always been a fan of education, I always think that that's the route to go. Um, like I said to you, I didn't know anyone who had built their own property business or own businesses, so I felt like I needed to go and learn the right way to do it, yeah. And and it was. I said to my mum, I said, there's got to be another way. That was just the words I said. And I remember them because for me, it was that moment of I can either be stuck in a job I hate, doing something I'm not passionate about, something I don't really believe in, something that I think isn't working, or I can go and do it my own way and do something I really do start to believe in. And, And that's how it all started. And so, yeah, property was my kind of journey in. Um, but again, kind of from there, we've built multiple businesses. We've done business on, on Amazon. Um, I have become a public speaker. Obviously I have the podcast now. And for me, the person at the front of the room, why I really want to become a public speaker, I have a background in, in dance and drama. So I love the fact that your daughter's yeah, quite interested yeah, in that. Yeah, amazing, yeah. I, you mentioned the word shy. I do feel there's a shyness in me. I wouldn't say I'm shy, but a shyness in me where... When I'm at the front of the room, that's my safe space. Yeah. For many other people, it's the worst space in the world. But for me, it means that people come to me. I don't have to go to them. Um, and it's a way for people to be able to connect with me, whereas I don't have to go up to people I don't know afterwards. And once people have heard my story, they then think, oh, well, I know Catherine now. Like, they've already, they've already related to me. So, yeah, I then became a public speaker. Uh, again, thanks to our, our mutual friend, Rob Moore giving me uh, systems and just, I suppose, confidence that I could do it. Yeah. And sharing my story would be just also powerful in itself. And yeah, so you said about like, so the question was about, you know, what would I tell myself now and the journey that I've been on? The main thing is to tr- what I didn't know at the time, which I want to try and get that out to as many people as possible, is to reach out to people who are doing what you want to do, who have made that transition that maybe might be quite hard for you because I had a partner who did have a good job at the time and and so I could give up my job um, fairly securely and we weren't going to lose our house and the roof over our head yep, and things yep. like that mm-hmm. um, and I appreciate not everyone's in that position but there are different ways you can go and start there you know our, our good friend again uh, uh, Khadija she went and took her £20 note bought some cleaning items and started the cleaning business from yeah. there there's different ways to do it and so for me it's about just get started, but go and tap into these people and and find someone who's doing what you want to do. Because like I said, for me, I didn't have that. It it got presented to me. I I I just want to say to any, whether it's young person, old person, middle-aged, whatever, whatever age you're at, if you're not happy in what you're doing and you feel like you've got something inside you that, you know, I had that inside me from primary school age, I realize now, wanting to build businesses, wanting to be my own um entrepreneur as it were didn't even know the word then yeah. at the time and um just go do it do yeah. something about it make it happen go get yourself educated so you feel more confident in it because that was the thing although people see me as a very confident person you know I've been up on stages and I've danced on very big stages uh, in London and stuff that's my safe space it safe space uh it's not about um, so go and get that confidence, whether you have to go and get it from, like you say, a mentor who can believe yeah, in you right. um, and give you that self-belief along the way. I think that's one of the most important things. And if anything, I've learned along the journey because it hasn't been all smooth sailing. Yeah. Keep at it. Yeah. Keep, Keep at it. Consistency is definitely the thing. I, I come on my mentor, Tommy, very on this session. He goes, if, you, if you're going through hell, just keep going. Yeah, that's the most important thing. You need to keep going through tough times because that's where you'll get challenged the most. Because that's where your mind will tell you to stop. Uh, but if you keep going, you keep plugging away. And remember, it's small, consistent things. Mm. You don't need to build. So if you're going to go into business, and I do sessions on this, if you're going to go start small, mm. you know, do little things every single day, the momentum will build. Now, you know, We've done a podcast. It's been a year now. Mm. And it's like 52 episodes we're coming towards. And who would have thought that? You know, But 
the thing is, because we've got the accountability, because mm. we're part of this thing, and we're both speaking in a minute at yeah. the event, which is great, <laughs> another honour for us to do that. It is. is. It's just to do that. But yeah, you're reaching out. And that's why, see, mentoring and, um, and coaching to a sense, well, I think it's very powerful because you can probably do a course very easily. But there's an interesting stat. I think it was like 30 days you forget the information mm. unless you're at it. The difference between mentoring and coaching is they will keep you accountable. Yeah. That's when you see the true result. That's when yeah. I see the saw the true results. Because if every month so what you done, Catherine, oh, uh, okay. But then I'm like you're probably the same as me. <laughs> I'll go the next one and say, I've done this and I've done this on top. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. You know? Um, so that's where I see the true power yeah. in really actionable steps. One of the things you said about like, you know, what was the thing that happened? So as I said, this it was this event and going to it, but of course, you know, I've been also to events where I haven't done something or, and I, so I do think the power is in the action you take. And the biggest thing for me is when I started learning about property is like, how can I put that into action? Now I didn't have a big trust fund. I didn't have, you know, a a big savings account. I didn't have family I could call on. It was okay. What do we have at our disposable that we can now use to create our own property business? And so our first property was uh, my mom's house at the time. uh, And we we financed it and we, we did what we needed to do there. Me and my husband sold our very first house to then invest in the start of our property business. So it is, how can you do it in different ways? Because I think a lot of people think you have to make, have money to make money. Yeah. Um, I think there's a way you can always make money. You'll always find that there is money to be had, whether that's just your first 50 quid to go down and buy some stuff from a charity shop and resell it on eBay and yeah. tidy it up and, and sell it for a profit. Whatever it might be, there's a way to start if if that's within you. And I think that's the really clear thing. I'd like to think that most people listening to our podcast mm. are probably do have that entrepreneurial spirit or whatever yeah. it is, because I do think there's something like I, I, I didn't learn it from anyone. Not, not that I can think of. Yeah. Um, like I said, I, I didn't have anyone in my family or my um, close circle who had their own business. So I felt like there was something in me that wanted something different for myself yeah and sometimes it also comes from what you lack in life so single parent family brought up by my mother there wasn't a lot of extras to be had shall we say sort of five pounds left at the end of the week to to pay for our food shopping yeah um and my mum made it work and for that she's my hero um but equally now I have these other people inspire me because they've they've done something different you know they've taken that one pound out of the five pounds and then built a business from there, whatever it might be. So um, I think there's something in that. I don't, did you ever have that feeling, Jay, that there was something inside you that... hundred percent. You know, obviously similar kind of, obviously my story is a bit different, but yeah, not having enough Mm. and being giving your children um, the lifestyle you want to give was a true, you know, inspiration for me to do and get into business now. Mm. You know, you can never, you know, I remember um, um, with Steve Jobs, I remember reading his book and... um, and I think what we do too much is think about connecting the dots. Mm. Dots will connect themselves. So just keep doing actions. And now looking back, you can connect the dots, right? Yeah, completely. Yeah. A lot of people just try and connect them too much. Mm. I can talk about visions and boards, which are great. You know, my vision was on a piece of paper, which I share. Um, it was very scruffy. But that I believed in that vision. Mm. And that's the most important thing. But yeah, you know, um, you look back and, and then you think the reason is just, just to better yourself. Mm. You know, and that's the challenge we'll have now with uh, the next generation is yeah. they've got everything. Hence, is why I'm teaching my children to the, the, the skill in earning money yourself. Yeah. Then they value it. That's it. Very easy for us to give back mm-hmm. in a society which has got so much. But, you know, I, I think your story is very inspiring. And look, if you're looking to, to get into business, um, look, what I encourage, look, if you've not started a business and you listen to podcasts and think it's great, I encourage you to find some things in your house and just sell them on eBay. Yes. Now, I'm, you know, just, by the way, you're not going to, you know, you might make loads unless you've got loads of diamonds and gold. But, but generally probably speaking... Probably don't sell them on eBay. Yeah, yeah probably not eBay. That's, right, that's true. Um, but generally, just get the habit of selling something. Mm. Sell a computer, list it, and then you'll get the entrepreneur bug inside you. And you'll know anyway. Mm. And then once you get that, start building. And it's just, mm. you know, we talk about property. And property is built on strong foundations. So get your knowledge, get, you know, learn from the best people you can, listen to the, the best information you can. And then the most important thing is take action. You know, take action. There's no point paying, you know, thousands for a course if you're not going to take action. Yeah. Um, so the best, the most profitable way to do a course and then get someone to, you know, and if you can't afford the mentoring, you know, 
it depends on what you've got. Mm. You know, just buddy up with somebody else. Yeah. You know, but um, yeah, I think there's so much opportunity now. And 100%, just do little things starting off. Yeah, definitely. So I'm just looking at the time, Jane. We're probably due on stage fairly soon, actually, yeah, uh, yeah, to yeah. deliver our, our talks. Um, you know, like you say, what an honour to be able yeah, to... Yeah, definitely. I don't even call that work anymore. That, no, like I said, that's fun. That's fun, fun. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. So um, I've got a couple of uh, questions I always like to ask my guests cool. on um, my podcast. I don't know if you've got uh, a few that you have up your sleeve that... Yeah, yeah I'm sure we could uh, questions, yeah. So uh, one of the things I like to ask people is what would you want to be remembered for now? Like, is there a one thing or something maybe you're still working on the podcast you know i think for myself it's just i want to be remembered for someone who 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 made a difference who helped two people through charities the prince's trust i work with and just inspire people Mm -hmm. and um and give something back which will you know which will really become valuable Mm -hmm. and by the way the podcast now you listen back to i don't know about you listen back to some episodes old ones you think wow they were so golden so this is all part of legacy building anyway. Yeah. Um, but remembered for, you know, the business side, you know, just helping people change lives. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Nice. Nice. And uh, let me flip that back to you. Oh, then. okay. Oh, oh, That's just your question. question. <laughs> so <laughs> you waited. So what would you like to remember it for? Okay. So my thing, when people come up to me at the end of talk or message me on the back of the podcast and things like that and say, you've really inspired me. Like for me, that's everything. Uh, I hope to inspire my kids. Um, I hope to inspire other people to create a life that they want. Now, it doesn't have to be through business or whatever yeah, like that, but yeah. just to create the, a life that they're they're really proud of. And my bigger thing now that is kind of overarching everything, and it's I mean you, you can't kind of escape like the world for it now. But is I think we are at a, a precipice, a real moment in time of of how we're treating the world, the planet, uh, animals on it and things like that. Uh, you probably know, Jay, that I'm, I'm vegan. And I've also got a real thing that I think we need to treat this planet better. Uh, and I think really it's not just about a planet that survives, it, but it's about a planet that thrives. And so for me, that's the bigger picture stuff now that I'm, I'm, I'm up Brilliant. to. Because for me, it's about my children and their children and, yeah, and their legacy. That should be everyone's duty, shouldn't it? You know, um, I hope so. I think I watched a documentary mm-hmm. um, and you start thinking about it and you think of, oh, it's shocking. Yeah. And um, So for yeah. me, like business and what I do in business is ultimately to give me the time, also the money, yeah. the leverage, hopefully maybe a brand, you know, whether that's my public speaking goes on from business to, to more kind of environmentalist activism, whatever yeah. it might be, um, that actually I can use that to create a better world than what I came into it as. That's, that's, I think mm-hmm. that would be a pretty cool thing to do, right? Awesome. hundred percent. I'm behind you on that brand. Just get it going. We'll Sweet. Cool. No. And, um, and finally, cause I have to ask this question to everyone. Yeah. What does a leveraged lifestyle mean to you? Ooh, a leveraged lifestyle means to me, um, your business, which is systemized mm-hmm. and it's running efficiently without you. Um, and again, let me, you know, that doesn't mean you're never going to get involved into it. Um, and obviously I've done it myself with my models, mm. so I'm fully in with it. Um, I think it's a great thing to do. I think it's a game changer, mm. 100%. Um, and if you can, well, not if you can, you should do it. Yeah. And then reach out. Obviously, Catherine's got some great products and services which will help you do that quicker than doing it on your own. It, yeah, um, that's definitely. that's always the aim, actually. Yeah, like, And that's the reason for working with the mentor, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. Get there quicker go through less pain, you know, don't learn from your mistakes, learn from the mistakes of others. And and the mindset is such a big thing now. Mm. So it's like, you know, sometimes my mentor, I, I release, I'm having this problem. What do you think? And, you know, <laughs> I'm not saying it's a counseling session, but I, I allow that, yeah. you know, let me, sometimes I, I said, I don't want to talk about relationships or religion or politics, but anything else goes, uh, otherwise we'll be there forever. <laughs> but yeah, no, hundred percent. I think, you know, leveraging other people, you know, we're leveraging stuff here. You know, this is an our studio, but we're here, we're That's talking. That. I try and make the most of the day. I've got a mentoring, yeah. I've got a mentoring meeting straight after uh, our thing here. Um, calls on the way. Um, yeah. Just, you know, let, we're doing a PowerPoint for today, right? So yeah. I, last night, I, I hate doing them, so I spoke to my guy. <laughs> He's done it within an hour. It would Sweet. have taken me like 10 hours. Right? Yeah. I hate doing that stuff. Done it, and hopefully we can share it. Nice. Um, but again, that's a power of leverage, right? Yeah. I guess I have to pay it, but... Yeah. 
you know, what's the payoff now? That's it, exactly. Your time's... And we can talk as podcast, which is legacy it. building. That's it, exactly. This is now evergreen. This will be out there and people then might contact us, So, which is the good thing uh, that we'll end with. So, Jay, for all of my listeners on Leverage Lifestyle, where would you like to send them so, to? What should they do? Yeah, you can um, obviously subscribe to the podcast. Yep. Um, if you like it, that'd be really good. I'm on Instagram, Jay Dylan UK, Facebook, Jay Dylan UK. Um, just, just Google Jay Dylan, I'm everywhere. Um, I've got a group as well. It's called the Business Mentor Podcast Group. Jump I'm in there as that. well. You're yeah. in there and, and you've got one and I'm in yours as well. Yeah. So, look, we're sharing here. It's all about sharing. You know, there's, a, there's a great unity anyway in podcasting. And yeah. let me reverse that back to you. This okay. is great. We could just reverse the questions. That's it. It's great leverage, hey? Yeah. 100%. That's it. Two in one. Isn't uh, it's it? all good. So I'm on Instagram, Twitter. I'm Catherine Ann T, and with no E. And on Facebook, I'm Catherine Turner Speaker. And yeah, uh, we've just launched our new website, which is uh, ideal-collective.com. Nice. So, you know, I was saying about all these different businesses we've got going on. It's now coming under one brand. So, ideal-collective.com. And yeah, uh, come and check out the Leverage Lifestyle podcast. If you like it, come join the community on Facebook as well. Leverage Lifestyle, you'll find it. And um, yeah, it's it's been fun, Jay. It's been great. I'm real, you know, I'm really glad we did this. Yes. You know, we've been um, obviously talking about this for a while, <laughs> and now we've got together. Obviously, we're very busy and stuff. And uh, yeah, it's been great. I've really enjoyed it. I really have enjoyed it, and it's been so, conversational, just the way I expected. We've got no script, no questions. No. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you Bye, so bro. much. Cheers. Cool. You know, it's a job. It just keeps on going now. I know. <laughs> Bye. Bye.